Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Terry, Erica, Stephanie, Suze, Diane, Andrea, Barbara, Anna, Jenny, Robin, Jennifer, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. My diva, Candace, her whole shtick is robe and reveal. I feel like I got the base of the robe done. I just have to add the sleeve. I want to do a cute little puff sleeve because I think it's more like a pinup girl. And that I can actually relate to more than like some cheesy stripper wear. Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into The Workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Ernez, and I am ready to rumble! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Nayland, and I have come to dread any mention of the two words field trip. (laughs) Um, I'm so glad that was your tagline, because holy crapness... These designers must be so tired. They don't do this anymore. I, it was like, really? Okay. So, um, again, so, Naylan, so glad to have you back on the podcast after hi, our, brief, our brief break. <laughs> I'm, I, I hope that our listeners also were able to um, have a little bit of a break or a respite in whatever way made sense to them. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh, we, we so, kind of all need something like that every so often if you're able to do it. And um, but yeah, no, it's just so wonderful to be back to dive into this season four. So again, uh, we're talking about episode 10 today. And as yeah, as you started, Nalen, uh, this one starts with another field trip. <laughs> yep. Well, we, we have a model elimination. Mm hmm. Um, uh, wherein Ricky continues to work with the model that he has been working with. Yes, yes. Oh, and before we go way on to the field trip, though, um, just want to remind you listeners, since it's, it's, it's only been like two weeks, it's not like you guys forget, but in case you're mm-hmm. new, so we are, we're vintage, we're season four, we're diving into this iconic season, and, um, just letting you know, when it's time, I will prompt you for a cheat sheet where you can follow along with us once we finally get to the final looks of the runway for this episode. And also, uh, thanks so much for sending in your your comments and your questions via Gmail. So send us a note, especially if you have any any memories that recall from this season, send it to us at in the workroom at gmail.com. Would love to read them. And we're on Instagram. And Facebook, just search for us at The Workroom Podcast. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, 
Um, and before we really get into this episode, I want to shout out our, our Patreon patrons because they're getting some bonus episodes on that platform now. So episode three is up where Patricia and I are talking about the uh, instantly iconic September 2020 issue cover of Vogue UK because it features a huge fold-out cover dedicated to activism. And then um, I would like to uh, preview and to tease a future bonus episode series from that is, was, I feel inspired by Nayland (laughs) 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 where we're going to start delving into the BBC fashion history show, a stitch in time. And so, Mm -hmm. um, oh, and I realized, so, so you've talked about this off, off podcast, but Okay, when I was trying to figure out how to describe the show, when I was watching it, it reminds me of Supersizers or The Supersizers. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. Also Mm, BBC. But one of the co-hosts of that show was, I think she's famous for being on Great British Bake Off. But Supersizers is basically a, a British, another British history show where they go back in time and then they do uh, they dive into the history around food during a certain period and then mm. they have a host who makes it the way that they did it from that time and then they eat it but the whole mm. show rotates around the time it's you know like history fills out the context of it and it goes from like medieval to as recent as world war ii so the same thing with a stitch in time but with fashion so that's that's sort of like my bbc reference to the show is like oh wow this feels like a show i've seen before because I knew I'd like it, but then it also mm-hmm. feels like this other show that I loved before. And so, yeah. yeah. So this show, I, I think they're primarily are in European art historical references. And mm-hmm. they pull that out and talk about fashion in this really wonderful, wonderful way. And we've talked about the coven of historical, of, of, of what do you call it? Like, like sewers, makers, uh, yes. uh, constructors. Well, there's... there's- close this, this show has many treats and i think it i think people should discover them for themselves yes, but i yes. but i do think that it's it's a show that looks at um uh history and and art history through the recreation of garments from various um paintings yes and and uh, and so um, we get to find out about um, historically accurate methods of making clothes. We also get to understand something about like the icon the iconography of um, of various kinds of artistic representation. Yes. Um, and uh, it's it's um, it's delightfully like twee and fastidious <laughs> and um, and. Uh, so far, I think it's also um, uh, sneakily feminist. Oh, I, yep. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I think there's a lot, a lot to delight in in this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I ran across it during one of my COVID-related panics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and passed it on to Ernest. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk about it, um, as a, as a bonus for Patreon subscribers. Yes. So stay tuned, Patreon patrons. So excited. Um, all right. So, so now let's get into the show and let's get to Ricky. So you were talking about Ricky. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you know, we st- the the here we are. It's like episode ten. Ricky's still here. There, we're down to we're down to six designers, and as you observed, I think they are all like incredibly gun shy at oh, this man. point. Once again, Heidi is out on the out on the runway. Has two models with her. Um, since we did not have. Um, uh, since we didn't have uh, um, traditional models, did we have traditional models yeah, last week? Yeah, we did. We did. I know, oh, so right? It's because that's also last, another thing. Another thing last week. We yes. never use the models less. I think in a season. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so um, so yeah the um, uh, so we had the denim challenge last week. Right. And since we won that, he gets to pick between um either to stay with his model or to um or or to switch swap out yeah right um and at this point i think all of them are like (laughs) i i don't want any more variables introduced i'm like staying (laughs) i am staying with my model like there's no way that i'm gonna change i mean not even ricky who's like "Mm, i like to do things where i'm kind of like right I know that they'll hate me, but I don't care. It's like, no, no, there's no room for that at all. So he stays with his model. Um, Victoria's model leaves. Yeah. Bye, Jacqueline. Bye. Oh, bless you. Who gets a whole send off? Because she's actually she's one of my favorite models of that season. Yes. Well, and they also need to there. It's like there's fewer, fewer designers. So they need to like. They have a lot of time to fill now. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so we can spare some additional footage for... Yeah, it's a, for um, no, a practical production move. Yes. So. Um, and uh, and so then, you know, Heidi turns to our designers and asks if they are ready for their next challenge. Ugh, yes. Ugh. And, and everybody is like, uh... We have a choice. Does does it matter what we say <laughs> but they all muster a yes and then Heidi is like too bad <laughs> like once again like, as usual but... as usual <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's such a yeah man yes you cannot spell Heidi without T's and denial I know like why are you still asking this question <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is the beginning of torture Heidi Oh my God! So, um, so they all they all head on out. But what I thought was great about this one is that she goes, "Tim, we'll meet you on the runway tomorrow morning," and so that meant they they got a day off, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was which was really nice because, uh, you know, I feel like that was all that was more. They could use it. <laughs> yeah, that's more like graceful than previous seasons so where i'm like wow they give them a whole day um Mm -hmm. and so yeah but this is where they we you know they go back lounging in the new gotham apartment rami's in the girls apartment right (laughs) right rami and the girls um but essentially they're just kind of guessing about what's happening the next day or that's what we see and Mm -hmm. um again i'm just glad that they got some time to rest but a whole entire day before um the next morning um oh and not on the runway but in the workroom and yeah this is where tim is like good morning designers 
come with me. We're taking yet another field trip. And they are grilling Tim because they're mad. They're like, where are we going? Why are we doing this? Yeah. What's happening? I said, they're so gunshot. They're so like, no, (laughs) please. What is happening? We did not anticipate this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody, I can't remember who it is in the... I, one th- moment that I had, like they all have to get in the elevator. Yeah. And one moment that I had was like, oh my gosh, there's so few designers now. They all fit in one elevator. Oh really? Oh wow. With a camera person, right? Because they're all there's a there's a shot from inside the elevator, I think. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, because I that's I think I oh man, because I fell for them because I was also wondering. I don't know if you saw it because I thought a clue for them is that you know, say they're on the ninth floor and then Tim presses the the fourth floor. Like that would have been a clue as to where they were going. Was there an elevator shot of Tim actually pressing a button that was not, you know, the lobby? (laughs) I I don't know. But, but Christian does go while they're waiting for the elevator. Christian's going like, where are we going? Is it fierce? (laughs) Is it going to be fierce? Because we need to go someplace fierce. Um, like, and, like, and, and Tim, who also is a little tired, is also like, we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. It's like, you know, I think Christian Siriano, because, OK, my thought also was in a season with so many field trips, I would have been OK with it if I were 10 in the fifth grade when, right. you, you know, when you're in elementary school and you wish the whole year was one giant field trip. So much fun. Yes. And then yes. Christian reminds me of a 10 year old where it's like, Oh, so where are we going? What are we doing? Tim, can you give me any hints? Can you give me any clues? It's going to be amazing. Are we going to love this? What's mm-hmm. happening? It's like, okay, <laughs> it's like slow down. Um, but yeah, so Tim presses well, the fourth also, floor. I think Jillian says in the elevator, like, um, are we, are we going to have to run? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's when Christian goes, Listen, they've tortured us enough at the end of this. They're not going to make us run for two challenges in a row because they made them run through that dirty warehouse last week. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The first challenge where they had to run across Bryant Park. Then they had to run around um, the, the, you know, the Hershey's store. Yes. And then, (laughs) then, like, you know, aside from the fact that the only, you know, they keep getting these very limited times and mood where they have to be trotting everywhere. Right. No, um, yeah. They have... but, but yeah, they're all like, do we have to run? <laughs> like, oh my God. And she's like, I, cause I wore, I wore like six inch heels and like, yes. no, you're, you'll yes, be yes. fine. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, okay. So they get to the fourth floor and I think it's here where we find out that Chris March is like, can we have drag queens? <laughs> yeah. Is it drag queens? That's like, well, you're getting warm. Exactly. Because <laughs> as soon as they get off the elevator, there's just screaming, just screaming noises fill the hallway. And then Tim is standing in front of what looks like a Parsons Auditorium yes. entranceway with a, you know, Project Runway decal in the front. And um, which I feel like it's clue number two. You, you have mm-hmm. screaming and yelling. And then you have everyone being like, what do the screens sound like to you? And, you know, Jillian's like, they sound like war noises and christian yes. and i think it's who is it uh christian's like it's so sexual yeah i'm like how do you get from war noises to sex moans yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then 
know. and then other people were just like, uh, found sounds like people are killing each other in there. <laughs> <laughs> Eros and Thanatos, so 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 closely entwined. Oh man, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, just this like epic warring of yeah. That's that's what this is. This is also the the art artistic aspect of it. This is, I feel like that's the conceptual origin of it, Nayline. I feel like you were hit, you've hit it on the head. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess this is they're outside of the room where they normally have the runway. Oh, oh my gosh! That's, that's what they sort of. That's what they kind of announced. Oh man, that, that, I just hope that they slap the a decal space on like that a new the runway place. is set up in normally. All right, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Tim, I love how you're kind of like demystifying all of this for me. I was like, oh my gosh, we're in the building at the B. Like it's it's the <laughs> runway. So Tim opens the door, and there is a full on wrestling ring with the mm-hmm. divas of the world wrestling entertaining doing their jobs. By yes. throwing each other, there's there's my favorite scene of someone who's on the the ring or the one of the posts, and mm-hmm. another wrestler is just jumping up and down on her face, and mm-hmm. it's just it's so great. Um, yeah. and so yeah, no, they're just out there, just you know, doing what they do. They're wrestling. They're wrestling their mm-hmm. asses off. So it's time to introduce them, and Tim goes, oh, so so I gotta get into this ring with my suit on and he gingerly yes. goes to the ropes and yes. says the most adorable he... things in, in, in the attempt to do it. I just, I just yes. love this. He's like, it. grandpa, grandpa's having a little bit of trouble with these ropes. <laughs> they're almost like, you can do it, Tim. You can do it. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. Listeners, I am now, I think, like... <laughs> Six years older than Tim was when he, when you he was going off. Mm, I don't know. Auntie has a hard time. Because I mean, once Tim got through, Tim's walk was yeah. so smooth. I don't. Did you see that? Yeah. It was like yeah, yeah. this really wonderful like heel toe on over to the lines of divas. It was. <laughs> it was just so. I was like, I've never seen Tim walk like that. Mm-hmm. And whatever going between those ropes did for for his like you know. I don't know. It's just so elegant. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you, you, you could you could do that, Nalan. You you could hit through it. Like you live in New York. <laughs> I feel like you just go up and downstairs all the time. It's it's fine. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So then Tim starts actually with an homage to Christian Siriano. He goes, "Well, Christian, um, in your words, uh, these divas are definitely fierce." And mm-hmm. Christian is so, so pleased. We get snaps over there. Um, Christian yes, is like yes. snapping around all around the world. And anyway, but they go down the line because I, there, of course, there are six designers left. So we mm-hmm. have six divas, professional wrestlers, a part mm-hmm. of the world uh, uh, wrestling uh, entertainment. And yep. um, so they also have their own taglines to go with their, I guess, these are like their real names. And some of them have their well, real names do. and some have stage yeah. names. Yeah. I mean, often wrestlers have stage names, but um, but these uh, these seem not to. No. And um, and they, you know, give like a real clear, um, you know, uh, description of what their character is. Yeah. Um, did you write them all down? I did not write them all. Oh, down. come on. All right. So, OK, I was hoping. That you, no, no, I, I did. But I was like, mm, I want to see. You know. Anyway, so we have Maria. 
uh-huh. um, who is more like rock lamb. And I was hoping that you did it just to kind of like fill in the gaps that I'm going to uh-huh. leave. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, so Maria is more like rock lamb. But in terms of the names, the next one is Tori Wilson. Yes. So I was like, what is that? Okay. And her tagline is like, I'm the epitome of an all-American good girl. And she puts the yes. emphasis on good. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Crystal, who is into leather mm-hmm. and lace. And mm-hmm. then we have Michelle McCool, the girl next mm-hmm. door, but also loves sports. And then we have Layla L. I can't remember her last name. I think mm-hmm. she's Layla L. She's funky. And she's a professional dancer. And she kicks her leg really high, very aggressively. Mm-hmm. And next, I think the last one we have is Candace Michelle, who yes. is also the reigning champion and yeah. also known as the sex kitten. Mm-hmm. And what you need to know about Candace Michelle is that there's a big like reveal. A huge reveal. Just like bam, like a like a a ba-boom kind of like a thing. Yeah. Where underneath there's just a glittery like mm-hmm. bikini with some bell bottoms. Like grittily yes. gr- glittery <laughs> bell bottoms so um so essentially the challenge is that they're to make something for the divas to wear in the ring not to Mm -hmm. an award ceremony not to dinner not on the red carpet but a performance piece of clothing so (laughs) this is so this is amazing yeah so are you at all a wrestling fan i only watched at the time when Hulk Hogan, I know Hulk Hogan, and I know The uh-huh. Rock, and I know The uh, Undertaker. Those are the only ones uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. Uh, Nalan, are you saying that you're a wrestling fan? I have been, uh, I've, I've gone through various periods of wrestling fandom in my life. Are you a connoisseur of wrestling? Is that what you're saying? I, you know, um, I don't know if I would call myself a connoisseur. I'm, I have, I have fallen out of the fandom Mm-hmm. Over the past ten years, okay. but um, but uh, for a while I was um, deeply into it, um, and uh, certainly like in high school mm-hmm. I was very I was very into it, oh. um, kind of for the camp value. Yeah, um, and then uh, sort of fell out of it. I actually missed like the whole Hulk, like 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 that whole period which mm-hmm. was sort of like you know mid 80s to early 90s i sort of stopped paying attention oh. um and then i came back in um after that um partially because of having a crush on mick foley oh i do know that uh, name <laughs> <laughs> that's all i know um and then got very into um, through following that, got into like more obscure wrestling promotions, um, and so there are there um, a, like a, and for a while I was really following the storylines. Um, got very interested in sort of Japanese wrestling. Oh my gosh! Wait, um, Nalan, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you are. Maybe I'm using the word connoisseur wrong incorrectly because. <laughs> What you're describing <laughs> is what I, mean, I think of when I think of a connoisseur. With like any fandom, <laughs> there's always people who know a lot more than you will ever know. Yeah, true. And so I like this is the thing with me, Ernest, which is that 
um i get very enamored with like a particular form uh-huh. like it might be wrestling or it might be comic books or it might be you know something else mm-hmm. and then i will tend to go sort of deep and hard but then after a certain point i don't feel like i need to stay with it okay huh like like it's like you know like i might watch a soap opera obsessively for a season yeah and then feel like okay i don't i i i i've got this i don't need to like stay with it for yeah, there's the like rest no of- lasting hold there yeah okay that kind of yeah. makes sense i mean cuz i you know well, okay, wait, do you know any of these divas then? Were they familiar to you? So this is a period when I was not really that so I had sort of fallen off once again mm-hmm. um in the and in, in during this period, in part because it was like the stuff that was interesting to me in the period right before this mm-hmm. was sort of more about like a kind of confusion of gender and like other like weird issues being brought up. Yeah. And and the thing to know about WWE is that it is, um, it is a, a a company that has gotten to where it is by basically destroying all of its competition. Yeah, like like one of the things that is sort of exciting about wrestling in the U.S. as a form is that it used to be profoundly regional. Yes. That it used to be, it's like in the same way that there were all of these different circuits that like small plays would perform, uh, you know, on or around. Like each area of the country kind of had its own promotion and its own stars. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and WWE um, basically bought up and absorbed and 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 sort of um uh you know destroyed the competition um over a long period of time um and so when we're looking at the divas we're looking at a very very corporate product that is often super conservative what's happened in recent years and the in like i would say like in the past like 5 or so years is that a new um generation of independent operations has grown up and started to get some attention um and and that's super exciting mm-hmm. um there's the for um for the mexican and Central American version of wrestling, Lucha Libre, yeah. has really, really grown. Gosh. Uh, and so there's, there's again, there's some pressure on, um, on WWE, but but they in and of themselves as a business are kind of um, big and corporate and and to me not so interesting yeah i mean so. it's like I, I and i've been introduced to some of those local uh those regional wrestling organizations from mm-hmm. just like friends i have and also students and, and also just interactions with other people but i i know a couple of people who follow well one there's a wrestling um uh i don't know if it's like an organization or if it's a club it's mostly like a club up in the bronx and yeah. um yeah. 
and also there's one there's a circuit yeah there's yeah. a circuit up there and and this wonderful wonderful photographer that i know photographs them primarily and then mm-hmm. um, there's another one in syracuse that um a, another friend of mine uh trevor clement um photographs them in Syracuse and every time I see their work the the both of them and Sophie and Trevor they're just very recent images and they're just they're kind of amazing (laughs) they're kind Mm -hmm. of amazing Um, of course you know we're in COVID you know they can't really do that anymore um, until post um, pandemic but it's like yeah it's like a local celebrity following but also you have to kind of know you have to be a fan and, and really be into the performance of it. And also just, yeah, it's, I, yeah. I wonder about that now. Like if that, if they used to be bigger or if. Well, like... it's, it, it just used to be more, di- it, I, I, it, it is, it is, um, let's just say that there are periods of time when the, the many diverse operations receive more attention Mm. and then times when it really consolidates like with any media company. Um, so like the WWE, which used to be the WWF, um, was the regional operation for, um, the Northeast. Like they're based out of Connecticut. Um, and so uh, their, you know, their whole, um, uh, so so they basically expanded beyond their own territory. But there still are plenty of um, of sort of independent circuits and operations all around the country, wow. um, and and often that are like super interesting to kind of think about. Yeah. And for those of you who are are typing away now going like, well, do you know that wrestling is fake? <laughs> um, yes. So is opera. I'm so glad you said that <laughs> because I, um, so if you notice the background of the cheat sheet this week, it's basically an opera house. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. a background image. Yeah, it is. Um, so the best way to think about wrestling is a soap opera that is played out through gymnastics. <laughs> so, Not gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. So the people who have to do it, the people who do it are expressing a narrative mm-hmm. and expressing a character through stunt fighting yeah which is actually a lot harder to do i mean than um than uh than say just like boxing right all i thought about was like the olympic teams just kind of being in a theater (laughs) and and making their competitions very dramatic and that you know they're putting putting in a storyline there's drama and there's like romance and then there's strife and conflict and stuff. That'd be kind of it, great. I would, all I would love it's to all see there. Simone Biles in yeah. a, in an, in an operatic gym, gymnast, yeah. gymnastic performance. That yes. would be great. Oh man. Um, I can, I can tell you about one of my favorite um, moments in, uh, in wrestling, which is, um, uh, for a while during the time during the period in the um, early 2000s right sort of before this era 
mm-hmm. uh, there uh, there was a sort of resurgence of a um, a, a pair of um, of female wrestlers from much earlier called uh, Mae Young and the Fabulous Moolah. Like, like money, like moolah. Yeah. 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 Um, and they were wrestling, um, well into, I think, I I think Mae Young was still in her late seventies and, and was still wrestling. And, um, and I knew people, um, I knew a guy who had wrestled her And her whole thing was she was a pro and um, and and her whole thing was like, yeah, like, let's go. And if and and if you if I get any sense at all that you are going easy on me, mm-hmm. I will kick your ass. Love like, it, like, like it is about putting on a show and it is yeah. not about like and and that is amazing to me. Like, that's a kind of. That's being a kind of entertainer. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, this was somebody who had been doing it since like the fifties, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it was it was amazing to to see her, uh, you know, to see her work. Oh my god! I saw. I remember seeing a match where um, there were these wrestlers, the Dudley Boys, and their whole thing was that they were so horrible and animalistic, and they were, um, and they would their thing was that they would put people through tables through like folding tables. Uh-huh. They would slam them. And I remember that they like did that to Mae Young, like picked her up and put her, like there was a whole thing about like how beyond the realm of, of uh, acceptable human behavior they were, that they would like pick up Mae Young and like put her through a table. Oh, wow. So, wow. Anyway, so maybe I <laughs> this is so story. great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because like it's like it's such a rich thing. It's so I don't know. I I I appreciate it mostly from the periphery, and especially with people who are so into it. I you know I think you're a connoisseur. You can. I don't want to label you, Naylan, but I'm in my head. <laughs> this is sort of what's going through my brain. And and also what I love is that um, the the person who was really excited about this challenge was Chris March, yeah. Um, because I feel like this is the closest to uh, like someone like a, a group of drag queens that I think yeah. he knew he was going to get on this season. Yeah. And also I love that he understood that everyone else was terrified because no one clearly no one else really watched or knew anything about making any kind of performance outfit. Not even talking about like wrestling or even you know working with uh you know these like types of bodies like that wasn't even an issue I think everyone was Mm -hmm. freaking out because no now you've got to work with different fabrics because you know this is about entertaining (laughs) this is about performance and being and and moving and function and the functionality of it and just like also kind of sort of you know i feel like everyone was really thrown off by all the sex moans hype screams which wasn't they they didn't Mm -hmm. sound like sex moans to me they just sound like screams but um but yeah no chris marsh was the most prepared for this yeah because of the like the grand because because they are characters yes 
Um, and 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 that's who you're designing for, actually, yes. is the character. Oh my gosh. Um, and um, I, I'm I'm gonna put something. Um, I'll put it in the chat, and then we can link it later on. It's actually my my recommendation. But um, if you think it, if you if you don't, if you think you don't like wrestling, <laughs> but are interested in something that is wrestling adjacent, I would point you towards kaiju big battle which okay, is I will go to there um uh i'm 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 putting the link in the chat right. um kaiju big be. battle is kind of a mashup of um of uh godzilla movies and pro wrestling oh my gosh and and the conceit of it is that there are these characters who are the who are the kaiju, who um, who wrestle for for you know for domination. I I remember it was actually a project that was started by an art student at the Museum of Fine Arts Boston, um, as a as kind of a goof for them and their friends, and it has gone on for um, over a decade at this point. Oh and um, and it's hilarious. And there's definitely there been um, there have been things where I've seen. Uh, I remember one match that I went to. It was um, uh, a can of chicken soup wrestling <laughs> a turkey sandwich for for the right for 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 the thing about who was the best lunch. That's what they were wrestling over, um, and uh, and and at a certain point, like the can of soup, like grabbed a grabbed a toothpick that was in the sandwich out and like stabbed the <laughs> stabbed the sandwich with it, and mayonnaise squirted out. Oh, it's, it's basically like performance art, extended <sighs> extended video art, and uh, oh my god. I'm I'm so excited to see that. I've already put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in the way in the in where I organize them in my notes. It's already there. Yeah. I'm gonna go to it. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. So um, let us we we can rope back around to yeah. to Project Runway at this point. Yeah. After. I mean because because I did because I feel like that's a perfect sub uh, segue, not a subway. I was thinking about sandwiches. So mm -hmm. it's a perfect segue. Because they get to go, um, I believe this is where they 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 get to go upstairs finally mm -hmm. to the workroom. Yes, and and, and, with and their yeah, and speaking of like you know characters and and speaking with them again, Chris March <laughs> is so prepared, and I feel like the ease that he has with his model, it's uh -huh. uh, with his with his diva. I'll call them all divas. Yes, his diva is so there because Chris is like, you know, I'm guessing that the other designers are freaking out. Mm. Uh, and, and so, but when he's talking with his person, um, he just goes, well, you're wearing leopard. I'm wearing leopard. <laughs> Let's start from there. And it's just like, that's it. That's it. It was just yeah. really, really simple. Also kind of, Oh, also I should, I should note this, um, that the designers got to choose their divas based yeah. off of who got chosen out of the out of the um, button bag. So I feel like that's what drew Chris to his mm -hmm. diva. I believe her name is, I want to say, 
Maria. Yeah, he chose Maria. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and in everyone else is mostly just you know sweet peas freaking out. Is that new? Are you are you surprised by that? Oh my god. Yes, yeah, sweet peas. Yes. <sighs> I mean, wow, sweet pea, uh, you're scared again, mm-hmm. um, because it's just like sweet pea is having a really hard time with how unclothed these women are because yeah. i think there's something she keeps saying like sexy sex pot but not a whore sex right. pot. she throws in that like whore sex pot word right. and i'm just like what are you ta- what is, what is throwing you off and um because i think the energy of the room when they're working with these entertainers is very mm-hmm. different from when they worked with other non-model clients right and we'll see that throughout the episode like they they know how to be on television. This is the first time they've been with people who are probably more ready for TV than the designers are. Well, and also for the stage, like they, they know like they're, they're wrestling at like Madison square garden. Yes. So whatever they wear has to be legible, you know, at the back of the, of the, that hall. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it, like you have to be able to to see what it is. It's not um, it's not a time for subtlety. Nope. And it also has to be something that they can move around in. Exactly. Yeah, and I and I think I I, I think what we realize in this episode is that Sweepy is actually quite chaste. Yes, so like conservative. Her, yeah. Um, and you sort of think with like all the tattoos and everything mm-hmm. that, um, you know, she wouldn't be, but it suddenly reminded me of like, do you remember like the swing dance craze oh my God. of like the, the late nineties or early, or early yes, past? I went to like, school with them. Yeah, squirrel nut zippers <laughs> oh, and all that. And like there's that. a there's a weird kind of conservatism about that scene. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like a like a yeah, like a tra- like 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 a slant on tradition or bygone days, yeah. but because it's so retro, it's actually quirky. And yeah. so it's actually kind of off it's off in a way that still is quite um safe or or i would say consumable i don't know if that makes yeah. any sense and and i sort of suspect sweep i i i have no way of knowing this mm-hmm. but i would not be so surprised if sweepy hadn't spent some time in that scene that would be interesting um you know uh i and I, you know you know listeners if you're into swing or even um uh Oh gosh, what 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 is the other the Harlem version of the Harlem that started? Oh gosh, uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be terrible because mm. there's like a huge scene here in New York um, of that crew, and so you know, apologies if you're offended by this at all, but I feel like Sweet Pea's bangs gives it away. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just... and I, I think that there's, I mean, so much of that music is from like like you know, Boogie and, um, and, and early R and B people like Louis Jordan and, um, you know, but there's, but there's it at its most, um, popular, Mm -hmm. 
it was presented as a really white movement. Oh, interesting. Like the like I like like it's like so much of like American music appropriation. Yeah. It's it's you know it's it's starting by black artists, but that the that you know um, the bands that got you know it's like Brian Setzer and people yeah. like that yeah. who were like um, yeah. you know are all are all white guys <laughs> right oh and it's called lindy hop that's the word i was right for. that's it lindy yeah. hop yeah well um, lindy hop is like sort of the original yeah that's what swing thing. was based yeah. off of is lindy hop yeah. yeah um because i think it's interesting you brought that up because i you know sweet pea was in a biker gang which is where she got her name from so i would love right. to know the connection between biker biker gangs and swing dancers i'm pretty sure it's there I'm thinking about the movie Grease a lot. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there's a way that the sort of that the rockabilly scene mm -hmm. that came out of um, the punk scene also kind of mutated into the swing scene. So there's a wow. sort of retro aspect to it. So I don't think that those things are so far apart. Hmm. Well, it's an infatuation with 40s and 50s culture and. Yeah, that actually kind of explains a lot because, I mean, Sweet Pea, I think, dug herself a hole a bit because I feel like she was very mesmerized by um, yes. Michelle. I think it's what? It's it's Michelle. Uh, she's got two names. Whoops. Um, I keep on going back and forth with my notes. But um, the WWE champion and with her reveal, which is what it's meant to do. You know, there's this. Right. Pop, like baboom and i think sweepy was like oh i want her but then it, essentially she gave herself more work because yes. i don't know if she realized that if you, you have this diva as your client um you've you got at least three pieces that you're going to make right at least three because that whole reveal that robe is is a part of it but i you know i want to know why why sweepy chose her i've i've you know, it's mm. like, what were you seeing? What were you attracted to? And I feel like it was well, that, but then it didn't translate into actually what you're going to do for the challenge. Wasn't she also second to last? I don't think she no. had many options. Oh, was she? I feel like, wait, sweet. Yeah, she was second to last because it was between Candace and Tori Wilson. Right. Right. <laughs> Tori Wilson. Yeah. So, so Sweet Peas Diva's name is Candace. I think it's Candace Michelle. And then Rami got Tori Wilson. Who and Rami, mm -hmm. we should say, is also freaked out by this. Yes. I'm a, yeah, 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 Not yeah. doing well. Um, but the people who are doing well, of course, Chris and then Christian, because mm -hmm. I think he's connecting well with his diva. And also uh in talking about theatrics and mm -hmm. costume, Christian has been tending towards costume, <laughs> whether yeah. whether he likes it or not. And yeah. it just happens so that he suggests, oh, my God, you like leather and lace? Let's make you some chaps. And they're mm -hmm. having a ball over there. And then Ricky also is doing really great because he chose. I think he feels comfortable um, with his model. Also with her being a dancer, I feel really stuck out. He said he chose her because mm, she seemed like a little Latina. But mm -hmm. I also feel like not only was she a little Latina, but she was also a dancer. And I feel like he's like, yes. Yeah be me like you're come to me like this is this is this is great 
Yes. Can we also say at this point, like, so they have the consultation with the, with the divas, but then, um, we also find out that they have, um, they got, they got a whole day to, to rest. Mm -hmm. Right. Which also probably means that they needed to send them home so that they could set up the wrestling ring in the, in where the runway is. Yes. Right. Huh. So. <laughs> Whoa. That is. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it all comes together. Um, Here I am. I'm thinking about self care <laughs> and rest and health. <laughs> right. So, so they get a day of rest. They also get two days for this challenge. Exactly. Like that's like on, on that's a thing that is. Um, that is unremarked upon, but is interesting as well. Okay. Like, do you think that it has anything to do with how big WWE was at this moment? No, I think it has to do with um, them trying to like ring drama out of the other challenges where they have so little time. Hmm. You know, it just, it's, it's interesting to me that they have like these challenges where they have to come up with like four pieces you know, in a team and they get like a day to do it. And then, and then this, they get two days. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they do get two days and they get to go to world of spandex. Oh my gosh. They go to spandex house. Okay. Yes. So can I just say that? Okay. One of my ICP Bard classmates, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you will will remember, um, Ariel, um, When there is a there is a I can't remember what assignment it was, but I remember her saying, I'm going to go to Spandex House to get this to make this outfit. Mm -hmm. And I just moved to New York for the program, but I knew Spandex House because Mm -hmm. of this episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I know where you're going. You're going to uh, where the designers had to go to get all their materials for the WWE challenge. And I love that because I still think about it. I was like, wow, that was probably the the, one of the few places in New York I already knew about before I moved here. Not not far from uh, from where ICP used to be. Nope. In the garment district. In the garment district. And such a fun place to go. Yes, (laughs) it is excellent. So great. And I think I like that too because it's a change of scenery from Mood, which yes. is amazing. But it's very rare that they go to a whole different place to get um, fabric because I think yes. right now they would go back to Mood. I think Mood handles Mood all has, the spandex. Mood has a pretty pretty uh, it has an okay spandex department. I I do wish that there had been a little Boston Terrier like dressed in spandex at spandex Ooh, oh world, but of course there isn't like a bizarro um, swatch that had been great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, called stretch <laughs> oh my goodness that's so great oh oh, oh no i would love wait but then bizarro swatch would would, would sketch a... be a boston terrier or sw- yeah. Uh, stretch yeah, yeah. okay yeah. stretch would still be okay they're yeah. both Boston Terriers, Stretch and Swatch. Yeah. Um, listeners, if you feel like <laughs> any any fan art that you <laughs> that you might want to see Stretch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I lo- it's just so adorable, this hypothetical bizarre. We're, we're accepting swatch. any and all drawings of st- of Stretch. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> love it. T shirts. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Now I got I just have to do a t shirt now. <laughs> just such a good idea. 
Um, all right. So, yeah. Well, okay. Let's go to the Spandex House. Is there anything that happened in there that that uh, stood out to you? Other than that, it was really great to see all those colors. It it was uh no it was it it was uh it was nice it was nice to see them like in in shopping there there wasn't the one thing that I noted is that they are really not used to saying uh, uh thank you spandex house yeah <laughs> that's really like, ragged all like, yeah, to, like when I you guess, say it again, they, it's like uh, yeah thanks yeah great thank you, wonderful. Thank you, Instead of it's like they all have it together with like thank you mood. Like yeah. boom. They they know how to say that all together. Oh man. Um, um they all are sort of like they're they're sort of teetering back and forth between like, is this sparkly enough or is mm-hmm. this too sparkly? Um, you know, there's there's Rami's having um Rami is is um, pink shy. I mean, why did he do this himself? So Rami bought this hot pink, deep, almost borderline magenta. Like it's just borderline magenta, but definitely pink fabric that, yeah, that he's clearly afraid of. So why did he do that? He thinks of his diva as Barbie, right. which I don't think she said at all. But I think he saw because both the the divas who claim of, of themselves as the girl next door or the quintessential American girl mm-hmm. are blonde. They're white. Um, mm-hmm. The I think the cliche going even further, they probably have blue eyes. Who knows? But um, for Rami, that translates into a Barbie doll. Right. And it's weird because, you know, it's, I mean, it made him buy this pink. Blame, I, blame Barbie. I mean, look, Trixie Mattel, the drag queen, has made an entire career out of being like Battle Barbie, unapologetically. (laughs) And so, I so that's not necessarily a bad place to be in, like a bad place to start from. But you do have to kind of own it, right? And I think Rami is like far too um, enamored of his own technique to be able to wrap his head around like what it might be to design for for battle barbary yes okay i okay that's a good take for me because i because i was thinking of rami and sweet pea in this category of freak out and and being conservative Uh and rami which is interesting because if we'll remember when rami and sweet pea were on each other's team and it was awful um Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the two of them apart, I think about them as being very similar in this particular challenge. And Ronnie, right. I, we know him to be very rigid, literally, and conceptually mm-hmm. rigid, like just very great posture. And um, and uh, this idea of what American designers are, and Rami is not one. And so then yeah. with this, in terms of thinking of Barbie, which is this American in- in- invention, it also on top of it is his rigid interpretation of what Barbie is or what Barbie could be. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're looking at Tori Wilson and you just saw her slamming right. and jumping on some other diva's face. And what are you going to do? You're going to put her into this idea of what, you know, like, no, right. yeah, you're right. She's battle Barbie, battle right. Barbie. Um, but it's interesting to see his journey through this, which is just also uh, tough to watch. 
But but is it interesting? It's it's not <laughs> I interesting. That, like, I've got like enough of Rami. I'm gonna say. In, I'm like I'm like ten episodes in. I'm like done with Rami's. Like, yeah. y- you know, if he showed me something really really fabulous, then I could get with his, like you know diffidence around mm-hmm. around all of this but uh but all the way through i just feel like eh, yeah no enough it's... already this is yeah we know what you like to do and we know that you have a really hard time when you don't get to do what you like to do but right. what you like to do isn't so very interesting it isn't and then even when you don't get to do what you like to do you'll make it very well will it be nice for the eyes no but you know it's well made right yeah yeah I mean, and then, but we have, we do have Christian. Yes. Who has already finished Leather Chaps at, in like two hours, which is so bizarre. Well, um, spandex, spandex. Okay, I was wondering about that. I'm like, how, how did you already that, cut that, that out? Stuff, yeah, all of that stuff is, like everything that he's got is spandex. Right, okay, yes. This is, there's, there's like a ton of stretch material there yeah. that, that has a sort of leather look to it. Or or uh, or a vinyl look to it. Mm-hmm. What what I kind of love is that when we when things get rolling in the um, in the uh, in the workroom, we get Jillian like watching um, <laughs> watching her client like on uh, uh, you know on this little DVD player, uh-huh. so into it. Yeah. And, and it's like one of the stories of this episode is that, oh, Jillian really likes the idea of female wrestling. Like, <laughs> like, she, like, like she kind of likes all this fighting. I know. Jillian's and, dangerous. She's from Long Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's like, believe me, Long Island had, which is where McFoley is also from, also had like a huge backyard wrestling scene. Oh. Of like guys like doing like doing wrestling, uh, and filming themselves like in the same way that like skateboard, you know, skate skate culture has like a whole thing about amateur video. Uh huh. Um, there's a whole culture of like amateur wrestling video of guy of like guys doing moves and, um, and and filming each other. Oh my god. Um. But I also love that Jillian um, manages. She's such a she's such a pro. She manages to like uh, you know voice one of my favorite product placements ever uh-huh. in um, in in Project Runway history, which is that um, she's she's watching. She explains that everybody has received these DVDs from Blockbuster Direct. Um, <laughs> Portable. Which, yeah, Portable from which DVD I can, from what I can tell, it looks like, like looking at the envelope that's next to her DVD player, I think that it is the short-lived DVD rental service that Blockbuster came out with to combat Netflix. Yes. I Yeah, it totally so is they, that. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, how, what a, what a particularly 2008 <laughs> and I feel um, like this might be the also the first like blatant tech. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm looking at it again because I'm oh, I paid attention block, to the portable DVD access. player, but holy crap! Yeah. Yes, no, it's the block 
Blockbuster Access. Blockbuster oh my god. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's an I mean it's like God oh, bless you, Julian. You are doing the Lord's work there, like like getting that name brand out there. Jillian's the best. There's also yeah. this amazing shot of Jillian like roundhouse kicking one of the mannequins. She's so yeah, into exactly. it. <laughs> it's, like, oh, yeah. it's kicking the shit out of those mannequins. Yeah. Um Yeah. All right. Okay. So then who do we have next? Because I think this is most of the first day where it's just like Jillian's watching um, Sweet yeah. Pea. Well, we can talk about Sweet Pea later, yeah. but Sweet Pea's in trouble. because what What's she, Rami doing? Rami is just like complaining about hot pink. Well, and what else is he doing? Oh, You'll is he draping? He's draping. You know, it's so <laughs> endemic. Is that the right word? It's so expected that I don't write that in my notes anymore. Yeah. I just don't. Like, oh, it's in the same thing every time. And I think right. what what is, again, most furious to me is that he made this choice that he hates. And I think he really loves complaining about things. Yes. And then and then twisting it into be like, well, you know, I took a risk. I took a risk. I'm like, OK, all right. Whatever you have to do in your head, yes. whatever you have to do to make yourself OK with the awful decision you made about color. Just keep it shut. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Sweepy is like freaking out. She doesn't know what what she's gonna do with her. She's she's made a weird like um, not well cut sort of robe to go over her thing. She bought like a a feather boa and doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, and she's sort of used as the foil to Christian, who is barreling forward with his ideas and with the chaps and it's like, Oh my God, these are so fierce. He just loves them so mm-hmm. much. And then over there, Sweepy's like, want, want, what is this? She's bought this, um, iridescent looking fabric that to me looks more like it, it would be more appropriate to be on craft, like sticky craft paper that you find at Michael's. There's just something very crafty and wonderful yes. about it, but not as a garment or the way she's using it, but she, well, that she bought rolls of it. From and, and she's using it for both. I, I think that there are actually two different fabrics, oh. but she's using them. She's using one. That I think they're very similar in their effect. Yeah. They're both basically white with some sort of iridescence. Yeah. Um, and and there's one for the robe and one for underneath. Oh, I thought they were and the same. It, well, and that's the thing, right? It's like, okay, your client told you that their whole big thing <laughs> is that they show up mm-hmm. and then bam, right? There's yep. like this big moment of reveal. It's like, why would you pick two fabrics that are in the same color family yeah i mean right it's like uh, off the bat she's got like no it's her whole thing is like it's white on white on white on white on white yeah that's really strange um okay i mean because we have more problems from sweet pea on day two because the first day you know they did all the intros and i'm going to spend x house they got essentially five hours but then, they, of course, they have a whole nother day. Mm-hmm. So on day two, we come in and Chris March still loves his 
things. Mm-hmm. Like just still having a really great, great time with it. She's and, it's it's like she's an animal in a cage. Yeah, like I'm putting these <laughs> straps on it conceptually. Yes. Um, the leopard is 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 she's the leopard. Yes. And then conceptually, the cage are these straps. Yes. And I'm gonna put and it she, all over her body. Yeah. And it's like her, but it's it's like we get the sort of benign version of what was pointed out to us before of Chris sort of talking to himself <laughs> as he works, right? Remember how yeah. like I I in like a couple of episodes ago, yeah, it, we were like supposed to think that Chris was a nut because he was going like, oh, like look at you, you're so adorable. Looking. Yeah, look exactly. Yeah, and Fury is doing it again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what works for him. Um, we we do have a moment between Sweet Pea and Christian, where, and if you want to talk about conceptual, no, this doesn't <laughs> fit. They're just they're arm wrestling. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think I was trying to think of this as a metaphor for where, real life. <laughs> yeah, where Sweet Pea calls Christian a. Uh, what is a skinny little like twerp. a weenie? Oh yeah, a, a yeah. skinny little twerp. <laughs> Look at those arms. Yeah, and and they and they go at it, um, and uh, and and Sweepy kind of flips the table rather than lose to yes. rather than lose to Christian. Another clue. Another yeah. clue for Sweet Pea. It's like, yeah. hmm, Sweet Pea, your, your personality is coming out. And also, you need to be fixing your garment rather than playing yeah. around with someone who's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christian's done. Well, I do think, I mean, I mean, Jillian does the confessional where she's like, I like, Christian is like a bit much to handle. And I think yeah. Sweet Pea's version of it is like, if there were not a lot of cameras around, my hands would be wrapped around your neck right now. <laughs> but let's just like let... <laughs> listen. Sweepy would turn <laughs> into I, a diva an overnight, not to cause physical harm. <laughs> and so let's playfully, Christian. let's playfully arm wrestle. So I can just like in the moment get rid of this, get rid of this question. And, and I don't think they're at daggers drawn. No, 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 not I at all. I think that would be. I, I think that would probably be Ricky and Christian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's more like but, like but irritated older sister than it. That is exactly else. right. Yes, that is exactly right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, we do have a first fitting with our divas. Yes. For 30 minutes. So Tim comes in and introduces everyone. All the all the divas come in. And um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward as we've been talking. So the ones who are having problems, the ones who are not having problems, it just kind of continues. Right. So uh, Maria comes in for Chris March and she's thrilled. Yeah, and yeah. also, um, again, I'm watching this on Daily Motion. And so there is this yellow cast. But Chris is using green leopard for yeah. her. And that's what she loves it. She's like, oh my God, it's green. This is great. And then we also have like Tim kind of walking around supervising and seeing how mm-hmm. the fittings are going. But um, the first problem we have is, of course, with Sweet Pea, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And Tim's comment with her, because so so Sweet Pea puts on the robe, that iridescent white thing. Um, and you can tell that... Uh, Michelle, Candace Michelle is not happy with it. And 
also seems to be giving Sweet Pea some pointers, being like, okay, what about this? You have these materials. Can you mm-hmm. put this on there? And because Tim comes over and is like, oh my God, she looks like she's going to the WWE hospital. Yeah. Um, that's bad. Yeah. And <laughs> and also like like the way that Sweepy has resolved the robe is to put like these weird little puff sleeves on it. Yeah. And and in her own mind, what she has done, like like the way that she's been able to reconcile this this um aggressive sexuality or whatever it is, is to translate it into, oh, this is a pinup. Oh. So also I'm, retro. So she, she starts using the word pinup. Hmm. And and uh and and I think in something that was cut out, because it comes up later on, she goes she goes like Vargas girl. So that hmm. was the thing that made me sort of think about like, oh well maybe she was like part of this scene, this kind of like retro scene. So it's like it's in in that way it's like the sexuality is naughty but it's also like really tied up in the past and the kind of glamour that's not that is never going to lead to anything or be approachable in any way right interesting yeah i totally missed that reference because it was uh, kind of i thought telling that there was no structure to the robe she was making there were no snaps there's Nothing yeah. that would be like, oh, I'm going to cover you up, which, you know, that's the yeah. conservative part. It's like, I'm going to cover you up. And then you're just like, bam, you know, and underneath it, then that would have made. So what she has is like a, at least a bikini top and these um, like these shorts underneath. They're kind right. of like with a really wide waistband, which is also interesting. Um, yeah. But it's and so like that would have been fine, I think, for the diva but the the robe was just yeah short sleeve with with this just puffs but even the underneath part i believe that candace michelle said that she could get this at a stripper store yeah and she was like i've I've seen that i can buy this at a stripper store right now and for some reason and of course this was this scandalized sweet pea she's like wait a second i'm Mm -hmm. like no what she's saying essentially is she can get this on the rack off the rack this is just normal right but yeah yeah, and it's and um and again it comes back to the thing of like no, I'm my character. Right. Like when like like I'm sure that when you're starting out as a wrestler um you you are like okay, where am I going to get clothes that are going to work in the ring? You go to the stripper store. Mhm. And the thing is that you as you actually gain some notoriety and have like people writing your storyline, you can't come out in, in an outfit that anybody else could get off the rack. Right. Um, your character has to somehow be defined in some way. So when she's going like, well, you could have like a star cut out on the back, you know, cut out of the butt or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's like, how are you going to distinguish me from, all of like the lower and mid tier wrestlers that I'm going to be fighting. Yes. Right. I have to look, I have to look like my character. Right. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. It's just kind of such a loss that she wasn't able to really see that as something that was adding to that because 
you know, when she was like, put a star here, put some rhinestones here. She's like, oh my God, tacky, tacky, tacky. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. She's offering you a clue. And also, she's an expert in this. This is her job. This She's a pro at this. And, you know, you could just kind of take it in and and sort of learn from it. But she's like, nope, tacky. No. Oh my God. Stripper store? I was like, yeah, yeah. That's actually... I mean, yeah. can you translate so, it at all? And and Ricky is sort of in the same boat. Like Ricky has um, picked a, what I think is like a really nice sort of flattering color for his diva, mm-hmm. but he does not. He he um does not really conceptualize what the garment underneath is supposed to be no like it's like you're actually supposed to start from a wrestling singlet yes (laughs) is like where you should be conceptualizing this from you shouldn't be conceptualizing it from a bikini which is what you know he's doing yeah i mean even looking at even sweet peas under bikini was not functional Mm -hmm. And it, so that reminded me of that because, yeah, no, he's making a full-on swimsuit. Yeah. But even comparing that to the conceptual straps that Chris is making yeah. for his diva. And, like, that stuff, that's basically, you know, a gigantic sports bra that's that's fashionable, but it's also functional. It's holding itself together. It's holding right. her together. And it essentially is, you know, caging her in. but. Well, but also that's the thing, right? If you if you look at Ricky's outfit, like all it takes is somebody to like grab the wrong thing mm-hmm. in the ring and one strap goes and then she's topless. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and so that's the that's the thing that there's some engineering that has to happen here. That's also about how the garment's going to function. Right. Yeah. Um, because I think we don't really hear that much of uh, Ricky and his diva, Layla. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, Layla's very nice. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. Layla's too nice to Ricky. Yeah. And it's it's almost strange just how he's getting caught up on the color. I think he was more proud of the color in the way that Rami hated his own color. I'm like, okay, that's probably secondary to what the garment's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah, no, you could totally take Layla down in that outfit that he was making. We'll see that on the cheat sheet yes. very soon. Um, so yeah, so we have this fitting and it is almost time for just a straight critique with Tim. Mm-hmm. But in between... We hear from Chris, uh, Sweet Pea, and Christian about what their own diva names would be. Oh, that's right. As they're sewing in the in the back room. Yes, in the brothers' sewing room. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know who asked this question. I believe it is Chris March. Where he's like, "Well, if you guys had a diva name, mm-hmm. what would it be?" And Christian's name would be Ferocia Couture. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Ferocious Couture uh, sprays hairspray in everyone's eyes. Yes, I think this is a. I, I to me, this is a producer prompt. 
It's like you three are in here sewing. Okay, yeah. why don't you answer the question? Like, what would your what would your diva name be, and what would her move be? Yes. What would what would the special move or power move be? Yeah. Um, and I was just like, well, because for me, I feel like that makes them into Mortal Kombat characters. Yes. <laughs> which I really yes, yes. am okay with. But I know that's also a wrestling thing. Like all wrestlers have their moves. Yeah. Um, and they have the names of their moves. But um, yeah. Uh Sweet Peas would be spread eagle. Yes. Where her fatal move would involve her thighs. She yes. didn't give any any details, but it would just be thigh related. No. no. But pretty racy actually to to <laughs> For, be <laughs> Yeah. With who we know Sweet Pea to be now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's in there. Yeah. Um and then Chris would be Wonder Woman. Yes. Um just smothering people with her breasts. Yes, and we've already seen we've already seen Chris in Wonder Woman drag. Exactly. It's in it's in Chris's portfolio. Yes. You can see it throughout the season. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Um yeah. and then we have Tim coming in for real and with 45 minutes left of the day. So these critiques weren't that long, but mm-hmm. I would say the one thing that stuck out to me was um Tim really concerned with Rami and about Ricky. yeah, Rami and Ricky. And I think for both, it's the color. Yeah. And particularly with, with, with Rami. And, uh, oh gosh, do I have this down? Because Rami does this thing. Well, um, well, it comes up, comes up later. Yeah. Rami's making this like weird halter top. Yeah. And, and Rami's big idea for like how this is, since he doesn't like it, <laughs> um, he's going to put like a bunch of, banding that has sequins around the waist yes or he's like put some rhinestones on one of the shoulders yes or he's like sewn a frill onto i think the other shoulder this is starting to sound familiar yeah it's like he (laughs) it's it's so ungepached it's like yeah ungepached is a word where you just are like piling up detail yeah upon detail and it yeah. just is sort of like a, a muddy mess because anyway. it sounds like the avant-garde challenge to me yes yeah exactly that's his thing like he like 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 he can't figure out um a a sort of design that doesn't come out of draping and so all he does is just like sew more and more embellishment onto it. Okay, because he was starting to to sew ruffles onto the yeah where the sleeves would be in yeah. a way that made it look like a goldfish, <laughs> like a really pretty and and uh, just fluttery goldfish, and it made me so mad because <laughs> yeah, I was like, goldfish. you're you're infantilizing this diva. It just felt yeah. really juvenile. Yeah. And also, well, she, with... she is the goldfish next door. <laughs> How dare you, Nalen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. <laughs> this is America, America's goldfish sweetheart. <laughs> it's like, 
um hi my name is tori michelle i'm like yeah we met yesterday oh really oh i forgot you know i just have no memory it's like well you've lived next door for five years like okay see you tomorrow and i'm like we'll have the same conversation every day with this woman tori yeah. michelle I don't, I, I don't even know if that's her name but yeah yeah i can totally see her speaking the goldfish next door and, like it just felt like so childlike and condescending yes. as a design to me i'm like yeah. mommy oh you frustrate me yes indeed so, yeah, but anyone else with this with me? Um, with him? Jillian is in pretty good shape. Yeah, Jillian's um, great. And it's if you favorite. look at Jillian, it's like it it is really um, athletic. It's amazing. Like like her thing is that she's she she got the idea of like oh this is this is something that an athlete is wearing. Yes, yes, you can see. So Jillian, you know. Uh, background that we know of in Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know of Ralph Lauren to do super spandexy things. I know that they are uh, in tennis. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are the official outfitters of all the boy, bo uh, boy people, boy, like all the every basically everyone who works on the ground. So so lines, line callers, the um, uh, the chair umps. And uh, the 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 ball kids like they're always wearing Ralph Lauren, and so that's all I know. But are they wearing spandex? Probably performance wear. But I love that Jillian, coming from this background, is so agile, and she's making the the most the least Ralph Lauren looking thing, um, yeah. and also the least Jillian thing. But it still works. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just shout out to tennis for no reason. Anyway, so like. I, I really love also it, that it has like this not Adidas in a way because of the stripes. Yes, exactly. We'll we'll see it in, on the cheat sheet, but I, I you know, but it wasn't screaming Adidas. And from mm -hmm. the get go, I'm like, wow, yeah, Jillian's and Jillian and Chris are in the best shape in this room yes. by like just leaps and bounds. Yeah. Um, and then Tim checks in with Sweepy. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, yeah, um, yeah. He's he keeps saying like it looks unrefined. You don't want to go home on this. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, does, pulls a, a Michelle, a Candace Michelle, being like, put these on there. And she's like, I don't want to put too many things on it. I just don't want to put too much right. stuff. It's like, oh, oh god. And then he tries to help help her out with something, but then the coat to him, he's like, oh my god, it's Ava Gabor in Green Acres. Oh God, it's just not the place to be. Oh God, <laughs> farm living is just not the life for me. I mean, oh, it's just this. <laughs> I mean, better than Eddie Albert in Green Acres. But... No. <laughs> it's um, just not. It's yeah. just not good. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so I think that's it for the day. And then, unless there's anything else. Yeah, I'm yeah. Missing. No, I think okay. that's it. Okay, they're yeah. all they're all sort of. They're all sort of freaked out. Yeah, those are the problem people. Yes. All right. So next day of the runway, um, of course, we just we start off in the Gotham apartments, and mm -hmm. it mostly focuses on Sweet Pea, whose main worry is that her diva will slam her into the runway after mm -hmm. seeing the outfit that she's made first. Like, I just don't want her to beat me up. So right. another clue right. about Sweet Pea. <laughs> right, and 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 Jillian, who's like. Ooh, do you think maybe they would? I 
<laughs> it's like, oh my God, that'd be so thrilling. And also I get to yeah. see my outfit in action, but I've been wanting to slam yeah. some heads. <laughs> we also we also get um I think shirtless Ricky and um and very wrapped up Chris. Yes. Like like <laughs> like that the the shirtlessness continues. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um in this season. Yeah. Uh, but there's only certain people that we're going to see without without their shirts on. To the end. <laughs> yeah. Like to yeah. the end. Yeah. Oh Chris, goodness. is it at the end of the second day also that Chris says, you know, if I think this cha- if this challenge was us designing for men, I think there might be some more enthusiasm. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, <laughs> Chris is calling it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, that is interesting because, you know, I you haven't even talked about it, how they're they're Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I'll let that go because then it's a whole other <laughs> tangent we can have off podcast. But I mean, yeah. it's but it's something to be said because Chris, it starts off as a joke. I'm like, you know what? I think the designers are not happy about this, but yeah. I am. And yeah. even throughout the day, what it must be like to be enjoying a process so much and then be surrounded by these naysayers. Right. <laughs> it just right. must be annoying. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And it is surprising. This is actually, um, I will say this is one of the turning points for me where I started to feel like, oh, you know what? I actually like Christian. In part because this is, because you would think that Christian would be um, like some other designers we could mention, like, this isn't couture. This yeah. isn't like these aren't. This isn't fashion. These aren't clothes. This is the eh, 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 wine, mm-hmm. wine, wine. And you do get this moment where it's like Christian is like, you know, I think I like this of like more than anything else I've done on the show. Yeah. And it's, in part, it's because like the interaction that he has with his client mm-hmm. and. And he gets, you know, he gets to, um, he gets caught up in the fun of it. Yes. And and lets go of whether or not it's like his signature or, or like the type of thing that he would do or, you know. Yeah. And it humanizes him. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, actually it's, it's, it, it is fun to watch somebody having fun. I mean, because there's this wonderful moment when they're getting ready. So, uh, you know, it's the day of the runway. They have a shorter amount of time than usual. They have only an hour and a half when they usually get like up to four hours. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So because they've already had two days, but um, they're, you know, they're doing everything. And then um, his diva comes back in um, crystal and he's Mm -hmm. spraying her hair and and, like fixing it from hair and makeup, but then sprays his own hair. He's like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to use some of the leftover aerosol for my hair. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I love that he's like, yeah, it's the most fun he's ever had. And he also in like a humble brag goes, you know, I've, I've been around, I fit some fierce people, but I feel Mm -hmm. like she's the fiercest person I've ever Mm -hmm. met. And the, the most fun. And it's, you know, and it, it shows. It's really, really great. And mm-hmm. also, I think most of those divas look like incredibly fun people. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, they cast them for a reason. There's so many more divas in the WWE. Yeah. And these are the ones they chose for for this episode. So, yeah. Right. Um, okay. So let's get to the runway. So we can actually talk about the garments that they made mm-hmm. for the divas. And so, um, yeah, let's 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 get to it. So so listeners, this is where you can click on the link in the show notes and get the um the cheat sheet for this week and follow along with us mm-hmm. and everything is in runway order this week. So, um we we meet Heidi on the runway and um she's wearing a ruby slipper dress. <laughs> it just looked like a ruby slipper to me. It's you know, like this really nice like square-necked a uh, simple dress. Mm-hmm. And um, she introduces all of the normies. So we have Nina Garcia and Michael Kors as our returning judges. Yes. And then our guest judges, we get two this week and they're Who the, the hell Heather Red are duo. these guys? <laughs> oh my God. Nalen, really? I figured that you would do the research. Oh I was my God. Just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Are these two like, oh my goodness. like, I like, was so sure you knew who they were. Locked in a time capsule, like as soon as this episode shot. Like, like, are these guys? Oh my goodness! I know. I mean, these are some Christian Odeze looking <laughs> motherfuckers. Let me just say. So, oh my gosh, I'm, so, I'm honestly, I'm shocked that you don't know who they are. No, one of them's what one's called Richie Rich. Richie Rich and Trevor Rains. Yeah, who the hell are they? Heatherette. <laughs> I what? know Heatherette. Oh my gosh, I know Heatherette mostly because they're very, very famous for dressing. Um, so, so I think it's I think it's Richie Rich and Trevor Reigns is Texan. That's also why uh-huh. he's wearing a Texan uh, like a a, Stet- a Stetson hat. But um, Richie it, it, Rich, yeah, like a hat that no cowboy would ever fucking wear. Oh my gosh, only in New York. I feel like yeah. he only started dressing like this when he moved to New York City. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Trevor Reigns and I read like a little bit of a Wikipedia because I only know about Heatherette because of um, Gwen Stefani, Paris Hilton, and I do believe um, Nicole. Richie? Richie also wore, wore Heatherette. Nicole Richie loved Heatherette. Of and course. Yeah. It was very much like a like a Perez Hilton pre TMZ yeah. crew of of uh of famous socialites yeah. who always wore Heatherette. <laughs> yeah. But also Richie Rich, I believe, Bad, used to make work for Patricia Fields. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Richie Rich was discovered by Patricia Fields. Um, huh. A club kid in the late '90s, early 2000s, okay. <laughs> and um, the two of them, how they met each other is because Trevor Reigns used to uh, teach horse riding lessons at Chelsea Piers, oh <laughs> and God. Patricia Fields either like I don't know one of her kids uh, took a horse riding lessons from Trevor mm-hmm. Reigns, and then Richie Rich went to pick up one of the kids one day, and they met each other, and Richie Rich was wearing leather leather pants and mm-hmm. then travis Trevor reigns was like i've got a leather vest that's interesting let's talk about that and then they became friends and they formed heatherette <laughs> wow that's that's who they are wow. and uh at this time i believe in 2007 they were sort of like already established as fashion week new york um in the midst of that but all you know their fashion shows are, are pretty 
um, entertaining, barely wearable clothes, but most it's mostly like a like a show. And mm-hmm. um, according to Wikipedia, they went out of they just they disbanded the next year. I don't really know what happened, but um, they, oh, they, it they closed started, in two thousand and eight. They closed so in two thousand eight. So so right after this was shot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. So. Right. Of course, t-shirts and leather goods. I yes. Mean, yeah. But I also thought perfect duo for this challenge. Yes. Well, <laughs> because given, of what their runway shows look like. Given the demographic. Yes. That um, that uh, um, WWE was trying to go for at this mm-hmm. moment. Yes. Yes. It is, that is completely perfect. Yes. That is perfect. who. That's Heatherette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. All right. So <laughs> I love that you don't know that. Let's, all I right, was let's... just like, I can't even go there with these guys. It was painful to me every time they showed up on the screen. Oh my goodness. This, this like, not that I, I'm taking joy in any of your discomfort, Nalen, but I just, for some reason, I'm just like, oh, I just thought that you would love them and you don't. Hey, all just, of like, wow. No. Oh. Sorry. Um, okay, so let's let's get let's get to it because we start on a high note, and mm-hmm. the first diva out is Crystal, and this is Christian. This is Christian Siriano's piece. Um, I've got to say these were the best walkers. They're they're even to me even better than the professional models. Like I just yes. really loved them because because half of what they do is make an entrance. Yes. Like if you've watched wrestling, there's like a big giant ramp. Like they they come out, there's like a huge they all have a theme song. Yep. There's like a there's like a big explosion of like fireworks and stuff behind them and then they come down the ramp to like get into the ring. That is like their deal. Yes. Like uh, you know, and so they've had a lot of practice doing it and selling it. It's just so great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. So yeah, we got to, I just had to say like the walks are great. Yeah. But, we're excellent. Yeah. Even the photos, photos by Barbara and Nikki are amazing mm-hmm. in the way they like pose themselves or even in their personas. Yeah. Um, because you, we will get to, to um, Jillian's model next, but it's just very performative and wonderful. So yeah. um, we, so we have the leather and lace and it's all leather and lace and black. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought very Christian Siriano with the sleeves and the gatherings and the yes. nips and tucks there. It's almost like it's, you know, again, Christian has been leaning towards costume with doing too mm-hmm. much, but this was perfect because yeah. there's so much for the eye to rest on. Yes. And I even love the chaps with the ruffles at the bottom that were way too high. So the one thing <laughs> that I will say here is that um, I do not like the way the chap hits her at the waist oh you think it's too and low i think it's too low it yeah. should he should have gone higher up on the waist because you can see sort of the stretch tights underneath it mm-hmm. and it's very weird to me that there's like that little like where it stretches across um uh, her hips that feels like an awkward like line to me interesting and and better that it should have gone like it's like it's almost like it's trying to be a little bit of a skirt at that point yeah 
And it shouldn't have been. It should just like if you're going to do chaps, just do like the full on thing. Yeah. So like chaps don't have. So there. Yeah, there is like a little. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a flap in the front, but there is. It comes down a little bit too far. Right. It also seems like if she were in the ring, it would it would be the thing to split open. Yeah. Like yeah. If she were to do the splits or something. I don't know. Like if yeah. you just, you know, shoot your legs wide, wide enough apart, it would not hold at the yeah. center. But yeah, it should have been cut higher up on the on the waist. Yeah. Anyway, that's my only beef with it. Yeah. I wonder if there's a little bit of coverage needed or the idea that maybe there could be should be coverage there because of the amount of lace he was using underneath. Right. Um, but you could build that in by doubling up the lace or, you yes. know. Yeah. Making something that looked a little bit more like a short underneath. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So next we have Jillian and her diva mm-hmm. Michelle. Um, is this Tori Michelle? Yes, I think it's Tori Michelle. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's got. Yeah, like the only thing about this. Mm-hmm. Are those the same shoes that Jillian put on her model? three weeks in a row i just didn't understand the shoes because on the runway it almost looks as if she's wearing those uh i don't really know what you would call them but sort of like those old-timey button-up black and white i don't know what they're Mm. called um so and she has like this whole thigh high deal and so it almost looks like one piece but i do believe she made those as thigh high socks and then put her in the heels that she's put all of her models in for yeah. every single episode so far. Um, that's the only thing I didn't like about this. But everything else, it felt very functional. And I love I love the color. I thought it was just really shiny and and so cute and amazing. Mm-hmm. And also that, uh, you know, I think that was the late 90s or whenever people were wearing. Yeah, so when you mentioned, like, the the chaps on, Chris, on, on Crystal were really low. Of course, mm-hmm. there was a time where low-rise jeans... We're very much in, and then the and then that look of low rise jeans paired with, um, uh, oh gosh, oh gosh, that the word just came out of my my brain, um, thongs. Yes. Yeah. So you wear thongs, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. would come above the waist. That's sort of what Jillian's oh, outfit sort of oh, looks like to me. Yes. On the hip bones. Yeah, that's that's a little rough, but but <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. But I think that what's like I I think that what works about it is that the knee high socks are a little sort of Alice in Wonderland ish. Mm-hmm. So the thing about her being like athletic, but also, but girl also next girl door. next door, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's um, it actually manages to be sort of functional and kind of demure at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Like she, like Jillian actually wrapped her head around that. I think it was great. Yes. Great then design. We, then we get Ricky. No, no. Next is, oh wait, am I wrong? I thought next was. Uh... It, it's different on the, on the, um, on the sheet than it is. Oh shoot. Okay. I'll change that by the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I publish this. Yes. Cause next is Ricky. Next is Ricky. Yes. Um, and, you know, his diva does this, um, you know, does the reveal. He's come up with like this weird sort of smock for her that mm. that is gold and opens on the side. It looks like she's going to get her hair cut. It really does. And it's unnecessary. She didn't ask for that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Strange. She's she looks very Bond girl in this. Mm-hmm. But also I go back around to the to the functional part of it, which is that these are really flimsy straps. Yeah. You know, and... she's like it's they're not you know, the the top is just not gonna survive the um you know the perils of <laughs> yeah of, of life in the ring it's it really isn't like is he's just sort of made it easier for her to lose that's yeah that's what it looks like it just yeah, looks exactly. like a losing outfit um i mean she looks great <laughs> You know, yeah, and she, she and great. she walks it like crazy. She totally sells it. Yeah. But again, that's like her bread and butter. That's what she does. Yes, exactly. You know? And um, and it's not, you know, it's not like it's unfinished or anything like that. Nope. Um, so it's so it uh, it totally um, works in that way. Yeah. I kind of wonder if he got lost in. A beach somewhere because it's so much like a swimsuit that you know I mean, everyone noticed it it, it just for him. is it just is a it's swimsuit. A swimsuit. <laughs> yeah no you're right yeah let's just call it yeah spade a spade it's it's a swimsuit yeah um yeah all right next we have chris yes and his model or his diva maria and she comes and... out and she does her like her intro which is I'm pretty yeah. sure must involve like fire or something because she's blowing something out of her hands, and or, I just imagine like there being fire or something to like everybody around. I don't oh, know. It's it could that makes more yes, sense. it could be either way. I but was, yeah, yeah, she yeah, has a whole thing ready, right? And does it, and she's amazing. It's it is glorious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because. So on the cheat sheet, you see the whole outfit. So that hoodie is removable. It's the outer part. She takes it off um, Mm -hmm. and walks and does it so seamlessly and wonderfully. And then just kind of like presents herself at the end of the runway. Hair looks amazing. um, And, and, and stays there. Big teased up hair. It's really great. It's so good. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just really good. Yeah. And um, she's got like gauntlets and, you know, I mean, um, yeah, she's got, she's got like, she has a lot of pieces actually. Mm-hmm. Like she's got like a garter belt. There's like, it's it, but it, all of it um, is sort of telling the same story as they like to say. <laughs> Even the so, shorts. Even the yes, shorts exactly. Great. Um, I yeah, think... and she's in boots. She's yeah, like, she's like in a modified construction boot that's a high heel. Yes, I mean she's she. This is a winning outfit. This looks like yeah. she's going to beat someone's ass, and yeah. she can use everything that she's got. Yeah, um, it's all functioning well. Mm-hmm. Just, just so great. I also I love this picture on the cheat sheet because you can see the sleeves and how great that is mm-hmm. and the the lines that christian made i mean like chris not christian the yeah. lines that chris made are are just so great so i think this is the best styled outfit that he that he's made all season yeah really legible yes all right next we have sweet pea and mm-hmm. candace michelle the bombshell um, yeah and candace michelle comes out 
and I think understands what she's working with. Yeah. And tones it down enough because the baboom yeah. is like a baboom. Yeah. Hello. How are I you mean, doing? basically, the robe has become a peignoir. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's it's a bedroom robe. Yeah. It is a pinup yeah. robe. It is. Yeah. Um, and be, yeah, again, uh, no snaps. It, there's a little tie and the compromise. It looks, it appears there are no sleeves. So where do the feathers go? The feathers are at the bottom that you, right. know, you can barely see. And right. um, you can sort of see it on the cheat sheet, but it just doesn't go together. It yeah. looks the same to me. It's this white, um, weird, little flimsy neck lingerie outfit. It's yeah. just not exciting at all um all right last is rami right and to this is tori michelle tori michelle who um i don't know if this is up to rami or it was a collaboration but definitely kind of styled in this like you know blonde barbie reference mm -hmm. um and also her walk is very consistent with her persona like she comes yes. in bouncing down and very bouncy um, yeah even she has a reveal like all of them like have like little reveals yeah he's made her a weird like skater skirt yeah um which is really um you know really irritating <laughs> 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 it's like it's because it's just, just one more thing it's just a <laughs> yeah it's such a it's such a miss because I, um, I kind of after this, especially since um, she was last, I really thought about Brandon Maxwell in this one because I was like, "Gosh, another reveal!" Uh -huh. Like, <laughs> why? Why do we have another one of these that reveals the worst parts of it? Because before that, you don't have any. Mostly the glitter. It's covering up all the parts that I think are terrible about this outfit. Um, and then you you reveal it. And and there you go. You've got like more glitter and more uh more strappy straps. It's just yeah. it's just real bad. So um all right. So I think we're done with this. Mm -hmm. Any any thoughts? Nope. I think we're I think we're clear. They bring them out um uh they bring them out for judging. Yes. And they leave them all out because there are only six designers yeah. left. We're all almost to the yeah. end. So all of them so get to go. Top three, bottom three. Yes. So um, the obvious high scoring designers, it's it's Christian, mm -hmm. Jillian, and Chris. And Chris. And then the other three are, you know. Yeah. Clearly. And 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 yeah. we learn that um, that evidently one of the worst well, we learned two things through this judging process. One, that Richie Rich really, really wants Michael Kors to notice him. <laughs> Please explain. I didn't notice this. <laughs> there's there's a, at least two times where you where where Richie leans over and is like, I agree with Michael. Oh, like. Yes, I was going to say blah, 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 blah. You know <laughs> what? I wonder if, because this also reminds me of Zach Posen. Um, I kind of wonder if the two of them were perhaps going up for a similar role or if they're trying to get in on something. I don't know. It just, it 
you're how you just des- describing that. That's why I picked up when Zach Posen was a was a guest judge. I mean, uh, or we could just say it in another way, which is that if your business closes at the end of 2008, in the middle of 2008, (laughs) you kind of have an inkling. Yes. So, yeah, I don't, you know, so, yeah, like, yeah, again, so let's just say there's it, you know. like they are, I think they are trying to build brand share right in the, in the middle of this. Yes. But anyway, so yes, he, there's a lot of like currying Michael's favor. We also learned that one of the, one of Michael's dirty words, like, <laughs> like we, we know that mother of the bride is one of the worst things that can be said. But evidently, disco also is like something that Michael has nothing but disdain for. Really? He says it two times. He's like, oh, she's really, yeah, but she's like disco Barbie. Right. Like, she's like, (laughs) she's like, she's like, you know, disco pinup at the mall. Wow. Or, yeah. You know, it's like he's it's, it's, it's like there's two times that he uses the word disco as a pejorative. He's like, oh, okay, well. Which I think I is so fascinating. Get picked to dance much in the 70s. <laughs> it's like, I never <laughs> like to go to the disco. Ugh, <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, I mean, because he opened this up because I one, the designers kind of hinted in there talking heads i'm pretty sure prompted by a producer asking them what do you think the judges will think when they see the divas come out and we hear we have michael course because they start with jillian michael's like okay let me pull a sweet pea because <laughs> listen i am so a fish out of water here i feel like the pope at a sex club like i just mm. am so i'm like you're 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 saying Pope at a sex club. <laughs> like that also auto, that disqualifies yeah. you from feeling like the Pope at a sex club. And yeah. so which, right, which is like, <laughs> yeah. Are you saying that this reminds you of the time that you went to the sex exactly. club? Exactly. The Pope? Is that what's going on? Here? The Pope doesn't know that there are sex clubs. And yeah. I don't think the Pope would ever walk into anything that would remotely be anywhere near a sex club, perhaps. Like yeah. just, you know, I feel like, you know, and and also, you know, if you're there long enough to be uncomfortable, then it's like you're at you're at you're at there. You're there. I mean, <laughs> you're in there. yeah. Also, in the Vatican, they just call them the Swiss guards. So it's not <laughs> like I mean, anyway, <laughs> moving on. It's, it's called the like... College of Cardinals. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just we love get... that demure. Out little thing from Michael Kors yeah. because it's like listen, yeah. but I you know I kind of thought that his feedback was there you know yeah. like, like yeah, pretty yeah. spot on, um because you know they all love Jillian's and mm-hmm. again just just kind of pointed out what was so great about it and mm-hmm. the you know Heatherette with really really loves the booty shorts after Michael mm-hmm. Kors asked the. Um, the diva to turn around like yeah like my course I love those booty shorts and then I guess Heatherette was like I just call them both Heatherette I can't I think that's fine okay yeah yeah hopefully Um, yeah it's just the two of them talking about this yeah Heatherette dumb and Heatherette D yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Heather one and Heather the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heather one and Heather the yeah. other one. Yeah, they're just it's just Heather right in my notes. Um, yeah. Okay. So, anything about Jillian um, before we move to Rami? Nope. All right. So yeah. I, I just Rami they, stood out to me. I mean, me they ask. On this they one. do ask the question about. Um, uh, is anything going anywhere? Oh, right? it's all, yes. which is all about like, um, here's our gentle way of asking about your breasts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, are, is anyone, is anything out of place? And it's like, well, right. um, interesting way of noting functionality of clothes. Right. Uh, especially with professionals. Right, and, exactly. And it's like with, because, well, and especially like with, with Rami, it didn't seem that supportive the longer mm-hmm. you look at it. And it's almost like standing next to Christian Siriano, who we'll get to next. Um, it Like Crystal's outfit looks so much more supportive up top, even though it looked mm-hmm. like mostly lace. It was outfitted in a way where um, she looked supported. And yeah. this is this is pre Heidi being obsessed with breasts and where breasts yes. lay because she did not comment at all on yeah. on that part. We'll get that later, maybe like season six. But um, Rami was clearly uncomfortable because he. So we've known long enough, and I've noticed that there's a tell for Rami where he turns mm-hmm. sideways like profile to the judges um, mm-hmm. you know and crosses his arms and touches his mouth a lot as if mm-hmm. he's like having a sophisticated conversation with the garment at a gallery or something yes um, it's it's just so clear and um, it's just but also I love that Michael Kors kind of called him out on interpreting it as like well you know she's Barbie she's Barbie and um but with an edge or like i think he's like with some like some sex appeal yeah and can can we also just for a second like look at the ridiculous embellishment that rami is like (laughs) like that like that there's two uh, there's like fringe on one side and um and rhinestones on the other like fringe on one breast and rhinestones on the other yeah and this sort of chenille strap that is like wrapped around her waist a couple of times mm-hmm. that yes. does like nothing. It's, it's again, it's a loser outfit. Yeah. They would rip that off of her. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. You know what? I just thought about this because no. Yeah. No, they would. That That's actually kind of like, you know, a dangerous outfit to wear in the ring because they would just. Yeah, yeah, no, she like right. she would lose with that on, um, right? Yeah, Michael suggests gingham. Yeah, I well even just like an idea of making Rami do the mental leap to think about what his interpretation or his understanding of what an all American is, which is mm-hmm. difficult, and right. even going from his own perspective of being in America and not something that I think. I think we typically think about this this cliche or or even this idea what WWE is is selling about a cliche about the girl next door right. typically right. white typically right. blonde typically of a certain um you know size uh conventionally yeah. attractive blah 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 well to go to the 1960s 
um, uh, um, TV references, it's Emmy Lou on the Beverly Hillbillies. Right. Like that's what that's what Michael's thinking about. <laughs> yes, in her Daisy Dukes, you know, yeah. looking like Jessica right. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or and and it's kind of like any any reference would any and and also in, in thinking about being cliche, it's almost like again, this is more costume. So it's you have every right to be a little bit more cliche and and we'll get to it later. Like if you have someone who's yeah. willing to go there and who's willing to play along, then then just play. So right. but Rami did not. Right. And then and 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 then also um we sort of hear the most that we hear out of Nina <laughs> like for this episode, which is just like I hate this. Rami. And this is sort of like this is sort of like cut down. So I believe that it probably went on for like, you know, at least two more minutes of her just being like, you know, this I, is the worst thing we've seen from you. Yeah. Yeah. I want I wanna know if Nina Garcia was furious because again, uh she loves Rami, wants him to succeed, loves Ricky apparently once wants him to succeed and i think also they all know that nina loves simplicity right. and i think when she sees someone who she uh believes in and ha- and highly respects does something like this mm-hmm. and wants to use the excuse because who knows what rami said maybe wants to use the excuse of this as well, you know, this is not fashion and I'm not a, an American designer. <laughs> all the right. things he said, I want to know if Nina Garcia was furious because all they kept in was the color. And yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm pretty sure she yeah. went on and on and on about that. It's not a, I, it's a, yeah, it's not my favorite Rami. I'm sorry. No, no I'm sorry. It's like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, please. Please vanish now, and can we have a production assistant come up and sweep up the pile of ash that is where you used to be standing? It's like, why did we waste the slots on someone like yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My time. So then, My time. Yeah, um, then we go over to Christian, yes. and everybody loves it. Crystal feels like a vamp. Yeah. It's obvious that she lo- it's, it's, it feels so good yeah. in it. Um, yeah, and it's functional. Yeah, and Heather, also Heatherette is like you know <laughs> talks about Prince. Prince, I think he said et vanity, almost like French, like yeah. Prince et vanity, kind of. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah, he starts with vanity and then mentions and then mentions Prince, and Michael is the one who picks up on Prince. Yeah, it was um, more vanity then, than Prince, I think. It, yeah, and then we get like the beginning of like future Heidi. Where Heidi is like, I would be afraid to get in the ring with you. And like, look at me. Like, <laughs> like, like Heidi, Heidi puts on a gun show. And and I, I all I could think was, wow, if this was making the cut, like this entire sequence would have been, uh, would have begun with Heidi wrestling the Divas. <laughs> Or, or wrestling <laughs> team. <laughs> that would have been so great. Oh my god, 
I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what is Whew. that's what has happened in this franchise, I mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, listeners, if you haven't watched Making the Cut, please watch it with us. It is wow. What it what it has done to our expectations of the level of camp. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Project Runway would, I don't know if this is pre-Peabody Award or post-Peabody <laughs> Award, but I feel like if it had started off with that in mind, I would have loved to watch that, but it probably would have disqualified them from like a Pulitzer. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, something. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I, I would have, you know, I feel like that is real Heidi to me, though. Don't yeah. hold Heidi back. She's so competitive <laughs> and she's yeah. so sadistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, this is the kind of challenge that I want forever. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, so they love it, love it, love it. And next we have Sweet Pea. And, um, again, yeah. they talk about, you know, is this functional? Yeah. And Heatherette points out she's spilling out of her top. Right. And that it looks unfinished. Yes. And and really, like, Sweepy has done that thing. Like, when you look at the close-up on the garment, Sweepy has done that thing of, like, oh, you wanted rhinestones on it. Well, yes. I bought 30 rhinestones, <laughs> so I could probably put those on the robe. Um, so that means that we have a rhinestone every foot. <laughs> like basically on this yeah. like a rhinestone that is like smaller than your thumbnail yeah i mean so, i i thought of this as a i don't yeah. know it was sort of yeah. like an amazing moment for this diva candace michelle because right. there was that compromise in the workroom where she i feel like she felt she was not getting through to sweepy and yeah. the only way she could convince sweepy to do something with it was like you know what you can spread them out it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Cause I think they have like two minutes left. And yeah. she goes, I want the rhinestones on there. Yeah. And so that you don't have to measure it out the way you did around the, the, this weird yeah. like collar of it where it's just like, deet, deet, deet. she goes, just yeah. spread them out. Use all 30, please, yeah. please just do it. I don't know. Such restraint on yeah. Candace Michelle's part. I can feel it. And, and then, well, and yes, but Heidi, you know, <laughs> God bless her senses smells blood in the water and and does this whole thing i'm not seeing like happy on Mm -hmm. she's making this circling motion i'm like what like on your face Mm -hmm. and so candace michelle kind of like talks about it yeah you know yeah and and what it is and the truth is that like this is not a this would not read past the second row no, it's like it it would not read at the back of an arena. It didn't read to and, the judges' chairs. Like yeah, and just... and Heidi says something really really smart, which is that like, oh, you're like a queen. Yes, <laughs> and and I this is where I made the note, like the, like somehow they were talk like quickly after this, somebody says the word superhero. Yes, Heather, and I'm and I'm like if. That had been said at the beginning of the challenge. If those two words had been used at the beginning of the challenge, mm-hmm. it would have clarified things so much for these designers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
like Chris gets it because that's what Chris does. Mm -hmm. And Christian ends up getting it. And Jillian is like sort of lucks into it. It's like, oh, yeah, she did like actually design like a superhero costume. Yes. Yep. But if those words like superhero and queen had mm -hmm. actually been used, I think rather than the word diva, hmm. it's like, oh, that's a much clearer design brief, right? Interesting. Yeah, because that's those are the words that they always use whenever they're making garments for athletes. Always. Right. You know, typically right. it's an Olympic athlete. Yes. And I, you know, it's an easier go at that because, you know, we think about Olympians as ultra humans mm -hmm. anyway. And they're also, in a way, ultra human. They were doing ultra human things when you walked mm -hmm. into the ring. And yeah, no, the, um, Heatherette said that, Nalen. Heatherette. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> they figured it out. Um, but the, but the, but yeah, the superhero, I mean, which is interesting because earlier on in the episode, Tim keeps using the term Wonder Woman as a pejorative. Oh, interesting. Because I felt, oh, it's, I didn't catch right? that. Because yeah. remember, he picks up, he picks up the, the gold that Ricky is picking up and it's like, well, it's very Wonder Woman. Yeah. You and know, it's like. And that's confusing because I do think. I saw that as him referring to it as don't make her a cape. She's not, she's not a right. comic book hero, but, but she's Wonder a Woman hero. Wonder Woman doesn't have a cape. Right. And actually it's like both Wonder Woman and, um, and Superman, like their original costumes were based on wrestler costumes. Yeah. Hmm. So like, why not give her a cape then make or, it functional. Or, or whatever, but it's right. like, but that's who you're, like, if you're trying to answer the question, who's your girl? Right. You know, she's right. a queen. She's a superhero. Yes. She's larger than life. She, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what, um, and, and that's what, like, Sweepy got hung up on is that she did not design for larger than life. Nope. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's like words mean things. Yeah. And, and they're very, you know, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I'm, you know, it helps me to be a little, like, hold up a little bit on Sweet Pea, especially since we've seen, you know, we've been through her enough episodes. This is episode 10. Mm -hmm. um, she tends to be very commercial in how she designs. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Rami, where they have their, their hangups and their, and their issues. And um, mm -hmm. and with her, even if she, for instance, like goes out to do a wedding dress, like something that is dramatic, it still right. is kind of hippy dippy or whatever Tim yeah. calls it. And with this, it's like, yeah, no, she just, she, yeah. I wonder if those words would have helped. Mm. She always asks questions of people, and for this one, we didn't see her ask the person that she probably should have asked right. questions of, which is Chris. Right. Who's next? Um. And because Michael Kors says it, he's like, Chris, I guess that out of all of the dot designers, <laughs> this might have not been as much of a stretch for you. And I was like, got stretch in there. Spandex yep. house. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so great. 
because you know and of course the highest highest note of praise is expensive it looks expensive how could you make something so expensive from spandex house so Yeah. yeah yeah Nina loves the lining of the of the uh, little of the cowl. Oh my gosh, she swoons over it. Yeah, because it sparkles and it's it's very yeah. subtle. It's yeah. so great <laughs> because again, thinking if you're photographing this in any mm-hmm. kind of way, um, you're going to catch that light. It's so good. Yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, and it's it's got a lot of pieces, but it's got really clean lines. Yes, you yes. know. It's got it's got detail, but also it's like it's it is graphically sound. Exactly, and you know uh, it's it's obvious that <laughs> Chris enjoys working with Leopard, and that was also again um, you know Chris got top choice, um, mm-hmm. chose the the uh, just just chose smartly. Yeah. Um, also, I think maybe lucked out that uh, Heidi was also wearing like a ruby slipper dress (laughs) that was basically the red version of Chris's lining of that jacket. Also his diva loves him. Like they, (laughs) like, like she like bounces down the runway when it's time for judging and like bounces next to him. And she's like, she's showing everything off. She's super excited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. So means so much. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Next. Next we have Ricky. <laughs> next we have Ricky, and even though Heatherette is also wearing like a self-made cap, um, <laughs> he it's, he does not like Ricky. Like like the fraternity of the caps they, doesn't. They need doesn't more points it. to be in common. Like more touches <laughs> here and there. There's just so much off that that cap. Even though they're both ridiculous, it's yeah. not enough. Yeah. It's not enough, man. You know. Maybe you maybe know. now they're friends, but yeah, you're right. Not here. Yeah. So they that you know they read Ricky for the um, you know for the sort of smock thing. Oh man. They make her put it back on. It doesn't make any sense even then. Um. Yeah. There. It's hard for her to even like put it on. It just doesn't look great yeah. as a demo. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It just looks like she's going to get a haircut with that thing on. It's yeah. it's really strange. But um Yeah, I don't know. I it's 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 so clear that it is a bathing suit. Yeah. And it's just the strangest thing to me that he is a dancer as well. I'm pretty sure has worn performance wear as mm. a performer. And just didn't see it. I'm like, I wonder what happened in your brain, Ricky. Yeah. That just blinded you to what this actually looked like. Yeah. So. So right. they they all go off backstage. Judges talk for a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember anything here like that was like super exciting to me. Yeah, I mean, because this week it was just so. Yeah, uh, it's really clear. Even three on one side, three on the other. Just you know, yeah. like last week was like four you know top scoring designers and two on the bottom um so yeah so they bring them back out and uh Mm -hmm. nailin who is the winner of this episode well it turns out that our pal chris march is the winner what yeah oh my goodness (laughs) who goes 
goes home? Ricky! Well, who does it come down to? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Whoops! I jumped the gun because I was really excited. We to do say get it. because because <laughs> they do build some suspense here, right? They so do. Jillian's, Jillian's safe. Jillian's safe. That was my second favorite. Christian's safe. Christian's and safe. Christian is a little makes a little mew of disappointment, but yes. it's not. It's actually not too bad. And you also get the sense that like Christian and Chris have actually kind of bonded by this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think Christian's always going to be upset when he doesn't win, but yeah. it's not going to be like, oh, but Chris. It's just like, yeah. oh man, I didn't win. I'm disappointed, but I'm going to be mature yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then we find out that Rami is safe. Yes. And it's down to Sweepy and Ricky. So, so when I, I do remember when I first saw this and I was so sure that Sweepy was going to go home, Mm -hmm. but no. Yeah. You're not the only one. Okay. You too? Uh, no. Oh wait. You mean uh, Sweepy? Okay, so Sweepy does this thing that that in the same way that I'm over Rami, I'm also over this thing that Sweepy does. Mm-hmm. And I like Sweepy mm-hmm. as as a character, but I'm over the like, what? I'm not out? I can't believe it. And like walking off the stage and then sort of like touching the person who's eliminated mm-hmm. and like, ah, you know, like, so, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, it's yeah. just the luck of the draw, I guess. I'm so yeah, sorry. I don't deserve like, this. It's like, you know, yes, you dodged a bullet, but, you know, leave, you know, leave some room for Ricky to cry one final time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, yeah. And I think, uh, I, yeah. I also wonder if part of that was because Ricky just won a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Ricky yeah, yeah. won a challenge, even though everyone hated the dress. They talked mad shit about it at the new Gotham city apartments. Um, but you know, he, uh, you know, it was, it's objective. He won a challenge and I think sweet pea has won one ever. Mm-hmm. So, I I think I know when I first saw this, I all those things kind of came together, and I was like, "Oh no, Sweet Pea's going home." But no, Ricky yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think that Ricky was shocked, but mm-hmm. on um, his exit interview, says to the camera producer that he'll take away a stronger mm-hmm. sense of self, mm-hmm. and he's learned. Not to fear what others think. Yes. Which I'm hoping, you know, whatever. It's a journey. You know, it's a well, spectrum. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> because, I will be, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Ricky made it further than I thought he would. Yes. Same. And actually on second viewing, further than I remembered him making it. Yes. Like, like, like I really had it in my head that he was eliminated before this. Uh huh. I mean, yeah. It was just sort of like an in and out roller coaster of self esteem. Like, you know, there's like the roller coaster named self esteem. You know, like the Colossus at Magic Mountain. No, it's called the (laughs) the roller coaster, not Colossus. It's self esteem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
because I think that's also why I didn't think about him that much with the season because mm-hmm. he was it was just such a such a like a mind thing that he was going through on his own. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode 10. And then we'll continue on with our final five for the next one, because it's Mm -hmm. just kind of getting down to the real nitty gritty. I think that everyone saw Ricky as the weakest link Mm -hmm. of the six. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how we go, because I think the next one we sort of know who yeah. might be the weakest link next yeah. week. So um so Nalen, before we go, uh do you have anything to share? And can you remind our listeners how they can find you? Uh you can find me um sporadically on uh Twitter at Nalen Blake um and on Instagram at Nalen W Blake. Um there we I did get a, a little notice from uh, someone who identified themselves as a fan of the podcast Yay! and sort of reached out. That was <laughs> super sweet. Thank you for doing that. Um, and, uh, and otherwise you can find me on my website, um, which is due for a refresh, which is <laughs> nailandblake.net. Um and uh, yeah, in terms of sharing things, um, uh, a little less than two months um, from when this is going up, uh, my exhibition, No Wrong Holes, yes. 30 Years of Nalen Blake, will be opening at the MIT List Center oh in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. So this is the chance for all of you East Coast folks to be able to see, um, to be able to to see the work. It's not we're not clear yet exactly how they're going to manage attendance and mm-hmm. whether or not people have to book in advance or how that will all go. Um, but uh, but it will be opening there and running through February. Oh my gosh! So I really hope that you I really hope that you get to see it. So excited. And Ernest? Yes. Well, how can people find you? Everyone can find me at Ernest on all of the social mediums, H E R N E A S E. And also would love to share with you a um, I'm in the spotlight on lensculture.com. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, a wonderful article written by mutual friend, mutual colleague. Liz Sales, who um, is another ICP Bard MFA alum, who uh, is just an, yes. an amazing writer, amazing photographer, and a, an amazing person. Just like um, all the amazings. Yeah, um, really and a great brilliant. educator as well. Yes. And so um, Liz wrote a feature about my work. It's up on Lens Culture. It just went live. So I'll be posting about that on social mediums, but you can go there too. And of course, I'll link all of these things in our show notes so you can learn more about our work as artists mm-hmm. it's just so great it's I don't know. anyway I'm, I'm i'm really proud of of liz and i'm so happy that she uh you know chose to feature me just yes. really grateful um and uh, and also for the show notes um yes. i tracked down a uh a video on youtube of a match between um tori and don marie fighting um, Mae Young and the Fabulous Moolah. 
Oh my gosh, that's from amazing. From 2004. So, Yay! Oh so, um, so I put the link in the chat for you, Ernest, and if you can include it in the in the show notes. Yeah, it's it's, it's, in, it's in the show notes. It's it's yeah. in there. It's in there. I know. I'll, I'll be watching it as well. <laughs> the show notes are also for me. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um. Thank you so much, Neilan. Oh, so fun as always to, to go through these episodes with you. Um, yes. like we do in real life, like but on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and and thank you, listeners, too. Um, yeah. Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. And until next week, we'll And hey, see. read a book. Oh my gosh. Can you say that again? Uh read a book. <laughs> <laughs> What a wonderful thing to do <laughs> for yourself. Trying something world. new. Just so great. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then if you want to share what you're reading, please do. That would be great. Send us yes. some suggestions. Yeah. All right. Um, wonderful. Um, so until next week, we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.